0: Welcome to the Between Brothers Podcast. No King Sean today, but we have the original brothers, the Thomas brothers. Zero, the chancellor, in the building. What up, Zero? Not much. Not much going on. That's what's up, man. (laughs) And of course, we have the Duke of Debonairness, Lando. This is the Between Your Brothers podcast. Thank you all for listening. I know last week I mentioned it, but this week I'm making it the official one-year anniversary podcast because it was kind of an afterthought. But I do want this particular episode to have some kind of anniversary in the title um, because the very first podcast episode we did was a little over a year ago a year and some days but it was about the Super Bowl and I remember when we started this and I said and we were actually planning on starting it in January like mid-January and I said no yeah. let's wait for the Super Bowl and uh we come a long way man we've been mad consistent putting out content every week. You know again, listeners and everything like that but everybody who's listened to us in the past uh thank you thank you for supporting us this entire time man it means a lot to us for however many people have done it um but yeah um but as usual as we start every week zero how was your week
1: oh, my week was all right Work as usual. Um, got to watch. Got to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, got to watch the Super Bowl with uh, the wife, and the kids, and um, in-laws. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get when we get to this uh super bowl thing but uh that 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 dwayne johnson wwe promo he did at the beginning was not it for me
0: i didn't see it i i only saw people I actually i actually okay. only saw from the second quarter um because i gotta pick up the uh i gotta pick up um the kids and so I didn't get home till about seven thirty. Yeah. So it was early, early in the second quarter. Yeah. That I caught it from. When you get a
1: chance, don't no. watch
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw like a little clip on Facebook, and he said, yeah, like, "You know, finally, that, the Super Bowl is come back." But that—that's—I yeah. I didn't really watch the whole thing. I thought it was cool though, like the whole. Fi- I, rem- I remember. When The Rock used to be, you know, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, and you know, the finally The Rock has come back. That used to be the 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 junk man. So I like that, but I kind of kept it pushing. After he said that, I didn't really watch the rest of it, but. Um, but yeah, man, let's get into the Super Bowl. This episode is gonna be all Super Bowl talk for real, for real. Um, all football talk. Um, so you or, well, you matter of fact, you. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my fault, my bad. Um, my week has been pretty my my week has been good. Um no, no, surprisingly, I'm really trying to get to the Super Bowl talk. So, um, because I'm excited about the Super Bowl, we were on the right side of it. Um, for the Super Bowl, so I'm excited to talk about that. I didn't lose any money betting on the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, I- I'm excited about that, but uh, but um, as far as myself and how my week went, it went really well for the most part. Um, you know, I'm about to be completely free of, uh, of um, employment, getting back into the fully self-employed game. Um, it should be official President's Day, so I'm excited to hear. I'm excited to report that news, and also um, um, I'm going to start running a couple of sponsor ads throughout the uh, episodes as well. Um, you know, so we I can help grow that business as well. But um, but yeah, man, it's been it's been a great it's been a great um, weekend, man. The Super Bowl, first of all, I want to ask you this specifically. What did you think of the game overall?
1: Um, I thought it was really good. Um, There were, like, um, calls that were missed, of course. I mean, but that's with any game. So it's not like, I know it's the biggest game of the year, but, like, any game
0: every game's gonna have this call so
1: yeah it's like you know um yeah i thought it was i thought um i thought cincinnati took away all the momentum with the uh two i think it was two interceptions and back-to-back drives i believe
0: i don't oh, think it was it, no, no 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 it was uh, quite i think, back-to-back. Staff,
1: I think uh, stafford only threw one interception is um this, no, he threw so awesome. he
0: threw two. He, okay, threw, okay. he threw two interceptions. The first interception <laughs> was kind of um I mean he it was an underthrow, which is surprising coming from Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Um to be honest, to be honest, I, I wasn't planning on doing a live stream, but I think I need to because we don't have King Sean this episode, yeah. everybody who's listening to the episode, I really want to get his perspective because he was on the other side of it. Um, so as far as the game itself we're going to agree on a lot of things um because we were on the same side of that so called bet i guess you can call it um but it was a it was a, it was a gross underthrow by Matthew Stafford which is surprising cuz he has he has excellent arm strength and then on the other side of it um the other interception was a tip ball yeah um the his probably his worst throw was the OBJ throw that injured him because it was way behind him. You know, he was wide open, so there was no reason to really throw it behind him like that. He should have let him. And I don't know what's the extent of that injury. Um, But, uh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, they think it's it's a a tear again. Uh, Hopefully, it's just a mild sprain or a a sprain or something like that, Um, because that could be bad to tear the same ACL. You know what two two within within two years of each other but thomas davis you know one of the great panthers linebackers in, towards acl three times and still had a very productive career so yeah. um so you know prayers up to obj um but i'm sorry i'll cut you off how else would you how, what else you think about the overall game and then we'll get into like the details of
1: it yeah i thought yeah i thought it was thought it was pretty good wow. i actually thought I actually thought the score was going to be higher than what it was. Mm. I thought it was going to be a shootout. I didn't think it was going to. I didn't think it was going to be what it was. Not saying, not saying that you could. It was like middle of the road um, type of score. It, it didn't make the game. It didn't make the game less exciting. For me. Yeah. So.
0: You know, I, again, I, I this because of because I, I did have money involved in, in this particular game. Um, the overall game, there was one. So I didn't have much money to bet in the Fanduel account. And I'm very dis, I'm not a, like, even though I talk about gambling a lot, I'm not, I'm not addicted to it. Like I, I put a specific amount of money in the account every couple weeks and win and I don't put any more money. I'll make smaller bets, but I won't add money to it. The only money I use is the money or, and really I haven't had to add money to it for a while because I usually win a lot. But football has been, you know, I've said in the past, football has been my winners, basketball not so much. So with football being gone for two weeks, I was losing a lot of money the last two weeks. (laughs) So I didn't have a whole lot of money but um, one, two things that I did bet and one thing that I wish I bet on. Somebody asked me was, oh, you think who you got? And I said, Rams. And I said, Rams, the the plus or the plus minus, the spread was four. I said, Rams, you know, Rams four, by four. And I said, but if it's closer than that, it'll probably be like 2320. And of course, I didn't have the funds to bet the correct score and it ended up being 23-20 now I, I lost that bet the spread but I won the money line bet and I won the under bet I bet the over under I bet the under because I didn't think it was there. apparently most most Super Bowls are, are usually on the underside so um, so I did those things but based off of, but off of you know my from what I saw of the game which was three quarters of the game. Uh, the overall the overall narrative that I got from it was winners win and losers lose. Like the great American philosopher Eric Thomas said that in a, in a video called UOU. Anybody who's on YouTube and needs some inspiration, that's one of my favorite motivational videos, UOU. But he said, I'm going to say it plain. Winners win and losers lose. Like, it was really that simple. The, the team that had the history of losing, who got, who, of course, they won to get to, to the Super Bowl. But when it really came down to it, they couldn't push the ball. They couldn't move the ball. They couldn't do anything with the ball. And Matthew Stafford, even though he had been considered a loser for most of his career, he was on a team full of winners. And winning is contagious. (laughs) And that's what happened. And um, it was, it's, I'm trying, I can't, I want to say the only, the only game that I, I watched that I was as excited and when it comes to the Super Bowl, I'm trying to think of who was playing. Um, I I didn't really care for last year's Super Bowl or the year before. Um, I want to say the Philly, the Philly Super Bowl. That game I really enjoy from 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 start to finish. Um and maybe the Rams, not Rams. What's the one team? uh, The Seahawks when the Patriots won. And I was rooting for the Patriots because Darrell Reeves was on the team. So those are probably the two games that I enjoyed the most in the last decade or so that I can think of, um, those three games. So uh, I loved the game from when I saw it, from when it picked up. you know, um left off and everything like that. Now I want to get into this particular part because a lot of people <sighs> all right, how can I put this? I am an Aaron Rodgers hater. Plain and simple. If Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame why is it Matthew Stafford after now winning a Super Bowl? Like, how can you make an argument that Matthew Stafford does not belong in the Hall of Fame after winning a Super Bowl? Because that is literally the only thing that separates him and Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers has a couple MVPs because he's been on a winning team. In a winning franchise who has the most, if you count, if you also include Super Bowls, they probably have the most championships in football history. If you count their pre-Super Bowl era and their post-Super Bowl era. So, they both have the same amount of rings. They both have similar numbers. So, outside of the MVP award, which is a difficult award to win, not everybody wins it, there's definitely a bunch of Hall of Famers that never won it. Why should we believe that Matthew Stafford is not on the same level now that he's on a good team? That he's not on the same level as Aaron Rodgers because he led the league in interceptions this year? So, um, I've been hearing this a lot that Matthew Stafford, just him just winning a Super Bowl doesn't put him in the Hall of Fame but he has everything but the MVPs that Aaron Rodgers has so what is it what is the hate for Matthew Stafford for
1: 12 years in Detroit.
0: what that gotta that, do with that, Stafford though like you, like here yeah, it, like
1: because okay. it, it's because um I was watching this video it was about the best quarterbacks in the 70s and archie manning was on that was in that um video and it said they said um that you know archie manning would have won a couple super bowls if he was with that if he was playing for dallas and this that and the third they said well they understand he was with he played for a bunch of bad teams but you're the quarterback. You got to figure out a way. And the fact that he has a losing record on a bunch of bad teams in Detroit for people, it's a detriment. Um, I think this morning I was on the it was on the radio. And it was they asked how many. He's like, does anybody know how many NFC Player of the Week awards does Matthew Stafford have in his entire career? And the mm-hmm. answer was three so it was like he can't so he can't even consistently win nfc player of the week what makes anybody think that because he played on a great team that all of a sudden he's a hall of famer because he won a ring so like, even with um aaron Rodgers, because you because they have the same amount but aaron Rodgers is also a four-time um, league mvp Aaron Rodgers has been on consistent with the teams, even though that's Aaron the issue, is not very though. The playoffs. Yeah, no, <laughs> but that's
0: the issue, though. That's the issue. Winning has a lot to do with player of the week. Because if you lose the game, you're not winning player of the week. Yeah. And if you lose, if you're on a team that don't make the playoffs and usually are, are around one of the top four seeded teams in that get to the playoffs. You're not winning MVP either. So when you're on a team that has a history of losing, let's like here, the thing is when it comes to the Hall of Fame, because Archie Manning's in the Hall of Fame. So like when it comes to the Hall of Fame, it, and, and Dan Marino's in the Hall of Fame. There's there's several quarterbacks that never won a championship that's in the Hall of Fame, and there's several cha- quarterbacks that won a championship that aren't in the. Hall. So don't get me wrong, but when you think about Detroit, Detroit, the Detroit Lions, the Detroit Lions were so bad that they forced Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson into early retirement because they were tired of losing. Like, you, you like I don't think that people understand how important it is for organizations to be well run to win Super Bowls. The here, example, since Jerry Jones wanted to be the face of the Cowboys, the Cowboys, even though they've drafted well, they've put up together good rosters, they have not got it done in the playoffs because they're not well run. The, 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 new, the new Washington Commanders, they've had good teams. They're not well run as an organization. But you see teams like the Steelers who roster-wise, talent-wise, was not the most talented team this season, was not a very talented team at all. But somehow, some way, they sneak into the playoffs every year, even when they're bad. The Detroit Lions have gone through how many coaches, have gone through how many GMs, They've gone through how many players? How many times were they picking in the lottery? Or at the end the of time, I'm saying lottery because I was just watching NBA. Uh, uh, how many times they picking in the in the higher parts of the draft? So it's just like, you're going to blame all that on the quarterback? Because for some reason, uh, a, 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 a sport that's called the ultimate team game one player should just erase all that <laughs> you see how nonsensical that like that is like i said i'm an aaron rogers hater so don't get it twisted but i don't think that i i don't think i think that aaron Rodgers playing for an elite franchise is the only thing that separates him and matthew stafford
1: No, not Detroit, if he goes to Tennessee. Who? Um Rogers, if it's that least, a rumor going on right now? Yeah, that's a rumor going around. But like I like we discussed before, <clears throat> what's his name? Tannehill cost too much to trade him or to cut him. So I wouldn't make any time
0: Well well no, he it, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers' contract, he doesn't cost too much. Cause you can trade him and he won't be dead cap money. He is he's only dead cap money if you cut him. So, um, so Aaron Rodgers having the big contract that he has, it won't it won't be hard, it won't be hard to move those two players if they're trading for each other. But um, all right, so let me break let me let me let me get to the game itself. Uh when it comes to the game, what what was glaring to me was, and then I looked it up, and I was like, okay, like I knew there was. You remember I kept saying this ain't, a, this don't feel like a Super Bowl team to me. Oh, bangles. The Bengals, like, so do you know? that um, Joe Burrow, because we better call him Joe Burrow since he lost.
1: I was never calling him what y'all were calling him.
0: Anyway. Oh, Joe Thorough.
1: No, he was Joe Burrow.
0: So, Joe Burrow, he had a QBR of 40 for the entire playoffs. uh uh-huh. That's, the average is 50. So, Joe, so what that, and then when I was, then I was like, interesting. So I, I rewatched, I, I'm i not going to act like I rewatched the whole game, but I did get like extended highlights. So like good 20, 30 minute highlight reels of the Bengals offensive plays. And outside of the fourth quarters or really that second half that um, the Bengals played against the, uh, against the Chiefs, Joe Burrow didn't really play that well. And then the numbers also back up what well, I didn't write down the numbers, I wish I did. But the numbers also back up what I was saying. He was making smart plays when it came to crunch time. And that's when, that's why they were winning. But at the end of the day, they, they he they were always starting out slow. And it's because Joe Burrow wasn't really getting like making plays. You know, the, it, it was really and then also I remember I said I didn't think that their defense is a championship defense, but the Bengals front is actually really, really physical and I didn't really pay much attention to that. So like they they necessarily didn't get a great pass rush, but you couldn't run the ball on them and they got they got a good enough pass rush to buy the quarterbacks, so they weren't getting a ton of sacks, but when it comes to the specifics of the game. I think that Joe Burrow did what Joe Burrow's been doing all postseason, which was not really move the ball, but keep the game close enough to where he could win. And then also, he wasn't even able to get them down the field. He wasn't even able to convert on a second and one third and one fourth. You know, like that's now Aaron Aaron Donald had a lot to do with that. But against the Chiefs, he was making plays with his legs too. So, um, what, what are your thoughts about the Bengals' specific performance?
1: I think the, um, I think they, perfor- well, for me, I think they performed all right. I just, but it was like how I, what I was thinking what are we discussing on the live stream besides Jesse Bates that secondary secondary suspect um can't really say uh, yeah I think um I think they played pretty I think they played pretty um, okay but um Nothing to where I, nothing to where I thought. Um, except for at one point where I thought, you know, yeah, I don't think the Bengals are going to win this game. Like the pace, for me, the pace was, the pace was sort of slow. It was like nobody could really get a bead on. Yeah, nobody could really take momentum away from the other. Like you said, the pass rush was alright, but like you couldn't run. The, it seemed like down the stretch they really couldn't um, especially that last drive when cooper cup scored is like the Bengals' defense really couldn't do much
0: of anything i don't understand all right so there's something that i you know everybody knows that my favorite uh sports radio show is the, uh colin cowherd the herd, and um he was saying he used to say something about baker mayfield he said this is what proves that you're a great quarterback is when everybody in the world knows that you have to throw the ball and you could still complete passes and get down the field and score and that's exactly what matthew stafford did and joe burrow didn't and um And so, and I remember I was saying, I think in last week's episode, no, not last week's weeks before, where I said, I felt like Joe Burrow was getting a little overhyped because of the Kansas City win. And, you know, and I like I said, I'm not a fan of his. I'm not going to act like I, I am. I mean, you can put him in the conversation of a top 10 quarterback after the season he had. Um... But it, it, that's really just what it came down to. Like he couldn't move the ball. So you know that um, they, I forget what the I don't remember if it was the second half or the or the or this or the fourth quarter by itself. But you know that outside of that seventy-yard play, seventy-five-yard touchdown play, though Bengals only had fifty yards of total offense outside of that play. And then also, that's another thing I've been hearing about was oh, they were just called this is home cooking. They were they, which oh, yes, they, they were calling <laughs> they were calling they were calling um those Tiki Tac plays in the in the red zone. Which I was like, you know, it is kind of funny because you remember the Rams made it to the Super Bowl that one year off of off of a clear pass interference call that wasn't blown again when they played the Saints. And um and uh and, you know, that the, the one called against the linebacker when they called defensive holding, it was a little ticky tack, but they act like my man Ramsey didn't get his whole helmet damn near ripped off for them to even get the touchdown that they got to put him ahead. Like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Matter of fact, they he, they earned that call because they missed that egregious <laughs> face mask. <laughs> like, what? Wait, uh... Now he didn't do and, it on purpose, but
1: it's. But it's still. I mean, you know, I know, I know it. Um, I know it doesn't really have much to do with the game, but I need. But what the, every time I go up on Facebook, I'm seeing another. I keep on seeing stuff about, oh, how Jalen Ramsey didn't earn his ring because he was getting torched all game instead of third.
0: was like... The only big play he really gave up was that 46-yard play to, what's your boy's name? Jamar Chase. And then he did give up that 17-yard play where he tried to jump the route and he was a little late, which happens. I mean to be honest if he to be honest if he's a half a second early to pick six and and he redeems himself you know what i'm
1: saying like (laughs) i'm just sitting here thinking to myself like jaguar fans get over it he is gone you keep trying to hate just stop
0: at the end of the day if you're a jaguars fan and you hating He got a ring, no matter how much you felt like you earned it. He earned it, and you, your franchise doesn't. Never even been to a Super Bowl. So like, like what's the point? Like,
1: all right, I got a question for you
0: though. What's that?
1: Do you think Cooper Cup should have won um, Super Bowl MVP? I was just about
0: to get to that. No.
1: I don't think so either.
0: Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald took that game over in the second half. Like, Cooper Cup took the game over in that last drive, but Aaron Donald took that game over in the second half. Like, after they gave up that, just, I think, pretty sure it was half. They gave up a a 75-yard touchdown. And um, because of a missed face mask call, And then they moved 50 yards, which one of them was a 17 yard catch by Jamar Chase. So take that catch away. They averaged maybe four yards of possession after that. Aaron Donald and Von Miller had a lot to do with it, but the fact that Aaron Donald won, made the stop of the year for a third and one and then makes the mere sack to force the turnover on downs. Like, <laughs> if that ain't clutch, that is probably the most clutch defensive game or performance I've ever seen from one person. I don't, care. Malcolm Butler made a play and saved the game. And that was probably the most clutch moment in a Super Bowl that I've seen. But for a guy to if they if they can conti- if they can continue to move this ball and get confidence, they can win this game. Or they don't even need to get into they don't even need to get in the end zone. They need to get to field goal range. And he just stifles them on third and fourth and short after having two sacks. They gave up. Everybody talks about like the seven sacks that the Bengals offensive line gave up. They gave up all of that in the second half. They gave up all of that in the second half. Aaron Donald was a machine out there. And I know he was talking about retiring. I hope he doesn't retire. He is the best defensive player I've seen in my lifetime. And I remember I asked if if, Jay, if he's the best defensive player um, this generation other than J.J. Watt and seeing him in the Super Bowl and what he did and seeing him all season and what he's done and seeing him throughout his career and what he's done. I really don't think it's close between him and J.J. Watt. I think he should be in the Lawrence Taylor category as greatest defensive player of all time. I think he should be up there. Um, This ain't really a knee jerk reaction. Um, This ain't really a Monday morning quarterback reaction. This is like the dude's the best defensive player I've ever seen. Like, as far as just one player. My favorite player of all time is Dwight Freeney. My favorite defense, the deep de- de- back of all time is Darrell Revis. It's, um, it's, uh, the dude's a nightmare, man. And he's undersized. A lot of people forget he's undersized. And I think that's why I like him so much. He reminds me of like an yeah, undersized that, monster. Yeah,
1: he makes up for that with that superhuman strength and quickness.
0: Like, dude is unbelievable, man. I,
1: I've
0: I've 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 not seen a defensive a defensive player take over a game defensively like that since um on the line anyways or up front. Shoot. And like I said, J.J. Watt is the only guy that really comes to mind in this generation. Um, but he's never been to a Super Bowl. So I, I really can't, you know, I I haven't seen J.J. Watt in the playoffs, really. So I I can't. Lawrence Taylor, that's why he's the greatest defensive player of all time to most people. He did it in the playoffs, too. He's the only last defensive player to win MVP. You know, like the <laughs> like, dude was just a monster, and uh, and so is Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is, yeah. But Cooper Cup, he did have a great, he and but what I, what I will say about Cooper Cup though is, he, everybody everybody knew he was getting the ball, he still got the ball. Yeah, and that that's the thing that I talk about when it comes to um, like we were having this discussion. Was it on the live stream when we were t- when I said that it doesn't really make sense to say anybody's the best receiver in the league this season outside of Cooper Cup? Yeah. I don't know if it was on the live stream or the podcast, but it was, was live. And me and King Sean had a back and forth about who's better between. I've seen, I, yeah, I've seen nobody stop Cooper Cup all season. He's he didn't have a bad game all season. Wow. Devontae Adams did have a couple games where you you didn't really see him show up. And especially in the, these past playoffs, when they were one and done, he was nowhere to be found. Everybody in the stadium. Matter of fact, Matthew Stafford didn't even look anybody else's way. He didn't look him off. He didn't you get the ball, dog. And we gonna force feed you. Until we get into this end zone,
1: and they, the fact that off. they went, what do you mean, them off on that Nolan pass?
0: Oh, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Like it was just unbelievable. Like that was one of the greatest drives I've ever seen. Um, Tom Brady, the Tom, Bra- I actually prefer the the Tom Brady drive to win the Super Bowl, coming back against Atlanta. I think that drive was a. Was that overtime drive was a lot more um, exciting for me, but um, but yeah, this dude, he literally, he literally just just was like, "Yo, Coop, you get in the ball, nobody's gonna stop you," and they didn't even try to act like they were giving it to somebody else. And the Rams and the Bengals couldn't stop it. And the fact that they went to Cooper Cup on all of those plays in the red zone that I ultimately got him the touchdown. <laughs> like, how is this possible? How are y'all, why is Eli Apple lined up on him by himself every single play? You remember Ka- Calvin Johnson had like nine people, lined, I'm exaggerating, of course, but even when Calvin Johnson
1: had the whole defense lined up on him. You know, on that that team, <laughs> is like, yo, know, they, they playing, didn't even do that. They were playing punt coverage. Yo, they have Yo facts.
0: Yo, I ain't never seen a wide receiver have gunners. They even do that to Moss, let alone. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen a true trip. I've never seen a true triple team on a wide receiver outside of Calvin Johnson. He literally had two guys right up on him in a safety over top. Like what? But um, yeah, that... but like they just let you. They, I, I think. I think. I think that was just who's the who's the Bengals defensive coordinator? Whoever he is, he didn't earn his paycheck that day. You know, I'll, so
1: I'll let you know in a moment. Oh, what's it called? I don't I don't know why Eli Apple. Yeah, why Eli Apple is even?
0: <sighs> well, he's a good corner. He's not an elite corner, but he's a good corner. Who did he play for in college?
1: state
0: Okay, yeah. So he came out of a good school and everything. So,
1: um, Lou um, Anarumo. I
0: well, I said, whatever his name is, he did not earn his paycheck that night to leave Eli Apple single covered three plays in a row. And here's the sad thing outside of the pass interference, Cooper C- Cup got his hands on the ball each time. Like, he like this. You you can't make this up. But um, now can the can the Rams repeat? Like, right, who in the NFC is a threat to them outside of the 49ers Which they it seems like. I mean, you can't say they got over that hump because just because they won one game, they're one and six against them. So it's, it's you know, since Kyle Shanahan's been the coach. So who's in their way to getting back to the Super Bowl outside of maybe injuries? Like all things being equal, everybody being healthy. What teams are actually better than the Rams in the NFC? Because Tom Brady's retired now.
1: Well, it's kind of hard to say who's better than Rams. Can maybe, yeah, I think who can uh slow them down or match
0: up well with them well, like, we know the 49ers match up well with them, so that's not that's what I'm saying. But um, are, 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 who's gonna stop them from repeating? Um, like is Green Bay really that team? Should they still be considered? The top team of the
1: NFC, the cream um, of the crop of the NFC? I, I think only if uh only if they improve that defense. Who? Yeah, what's it called? I think um, I think that defense may need some uh, need retool after we have a free agency hits the Packers. I,
0: I I don't I don't see why I don't even see why that's even they had a top ten defense in the regular season. Their defense actually played excellently during the postseason. That's what I'm saying. Like, like and I'm not saying that that you're doing this, but it's like people just look for reasons outside of Aaron Rodgers why they don't win. Now, I'm I'm not saying that you I'm not saying that you didn't do you did that. I'm saying that like a lot of people are saying what that the Packers need to that the Packers need to do Mm -hmm. this, this and the other. Free agency and draft wise, when they actually already have a good team, they have a great gonna, offensive line.
1: Because I was going to say something about Aaron Rodgers before you said something. Yeah, I was going to say if they improve the defense and Aaron Rodgers shows some consistency in the playoffs, because, um, <clears throat> I would say for the 49ers, because they know the Rams, um, the well, daggers. who's
0: the 49ers quarterback gonna be? Because we know yeah, we know Jimmy no. G is gone because they said that they're gonna trade him. They're gonna move him. And is Trey what's the guy's name? Trey, Trey Lance. Lance. Is he gonna be good enough to beat the Rams? Well,
1: i just gonna have to wait and see <laughs> because um, now,
0: do you think do you think Seattle can get back?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. Course, I actually don't know, uh, I I do it just depends on it just depends on um, what they well let me not say Seattle because um who knows what's gonna happen with Russell Wilson. I mean after
0: yeah um, And Arizona. who knows who knows
1: we're gonna talk about him a little later, but
0: who knows what's gonna happen with uh with Kyler Murray.
1: Still got one more year left on his contract. and They took his
0: option, so he's got to play. I don't. Well, get it. He, he might. He might be trying to force himself out through trade, though. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Just, just because he's under contract, I don't mean they. Can't. could be a part of a draft day trade that involves several first round draft picks.
1: Yeah, I'm. He's. he's to try to have Pennington come out of retirement and play quarterback for them rather than start Heineke.
0: Well, Heineke is re- realistically a third-string quarterback, like I, you know. So I get why they they want to move off of him.
1: But um, I, what's it called? Um, if they can actually get their act together, Dallas could be a threat to to um, L.A. Dallas just, yeah. Dallas just needs to. Dallas needs to get over that playoff hump. Soon as, they, as soon as they make the playoffs, they don't know how to play anymore. They can get, because, um, yeah. I think I think Dallas may be the biggest threat. Because yeah, I don't, I don't a see. With the
0: I don't see Dallas being a threat because of the, the the competition they tend to go up against. They they play in the weakest division of football. And then they lose the games, they lose the games out of, like, out of conference against good teams. Like, Dallas has consistently not played well against good teams. It's because Dak has not played well against good teams, specifically. So I, I honestly, and you know, I was actually one of the ones of us who picked Dallas to win this conference. Or not the conference, the uh, division. I was I, I was one game off of their record. They finished a game better than I thought. So I actually had a lot of confidence for Dallas in the regular season, but I had no confidence that they were going to be a That they were going to, matter of fact, it's so funny, because when I did my bracket, because um, when I did my season predictions and then did my bracket or whatever, the Cowboys actually ended up playing the 49ers first round. <laughs> like it actually panned out that way and they lost. And it's just, I had no faith that the, that the, that the, like I, I think, honestly, think that as far as like the front runner for the NFC, you know, is clearly the Rams and it should be the Rams. I think number two should be, um, depending on what their quarterback situation is, should be, um, The team that could beat the Rams would be the 49ers. And then there's everybody else. Of course, Green Bay is always going to be up there record wise because they also play in a soft division. And that's probably the biggest issue for Green Bay and Dallas. They play against, you know, terrible divisions. But unlike, unlike the Patriots who play in a soft division for Tom Brady's whole career, um, because they were always winning their division they were always playing top seeded teams outside of their division. For some reason, Green Bay, even though they always finish at the top of their division, the NFC, the NFC's division leading teams are never fairly consistent. You remember when Tom Brady was playing, it was always the Colts. It was always, you know, um, uh, it was always the Steelers up there. You know what I'm saying? Like they were consistently playing like, you know, the same two or three teams outside of their division that were always, that they were always seeing in the playoffs in one way, shape or form. The Ravens, the Steelers, the Colts. I'm trying to think of a team out West that was consistent um, back then. Um, when, when Peyton Manning got out there, the Broncos, who was running the AFC West before then? And uh, uh, the Chargers. The Chargers um was always um doing well out there in the AFC West, with Rivers and all that stuff. So it's just like, but I the NFC hasn't really had much of a consistent team winning outside of, you know, even even like the NFC West, that's clearly the best division in football, like they're they don't have a consistent team win their division every year, but they're all good outside the Cardinals, except for this year. They've all been so good. The Seahawks, Rams, and 49ers, they've just been going through that gauntlet every year <laughs> to emerge and be able to beat up on every team. <laughs> Cause who's outside of what Tampa Bay, well it's been Tampa Bay uh, that went, but what's it called? Went the year before. Um, so I mean, man, it's I think the NFC I think the NFC is definitely um the uh the the weaker conference now. Now let me ask you this. I was thinking about this, and sometimes when you watch the Super Bowl, you try to do hindsight. I think the Rams are gonna win the Super Bowl regardless of who they played from the AFC. Except I think the only team that could have beaten them from the AFC were the Bills. But as far as the AFC championship was concerned, the two teams that they went up against, I think they would have beat both teams. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think they would have beat both. Yeah, either, either one. Um, shoot, in Vegas. and uh, Vegas, it looks like... Uh, they're looking at a Rams-Bills Super Bowl anyway. I think the Rams are the favorite to repeat, or to go back in the. Um, I think the Bills. No, 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 my fault. I think the Chiefs.
0: Are yeah, right. Chiefs, are the, Ch- Chiefs the Chiefs. The are actually the favorite for next yeah, the year. Chiefs are the
1: favorite. I think what would they, uh,
0: I they I don't think, remember. I don't remember what the odds were, but.
1: Yeah, I think uh, what's it called. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think if the Bills would have been able to go That would have been a shootout Yeah, it would have been a shootout But, it, yeah, it a shootout. but um, I still believe the Rams Would have beaten any AFC team That would have showed up <laughs>
0: Alright
1: um, on, on
0: Facts Let me ask you this and then we're gonna to go to the last topic of the, on the Super Bowl. Um, I, uh, what do you? I personally think the Bengals only make the playoffs next year. I think I think a lot of things because I, I think they end up. I, I don't know if they finished ten and seven or nine, 8, but um, ten and seven. So. The reason why I don't believe they make the playoffs, they had a miracle run, um, but I don't think that offensive line could be fixed overnight. But they do have fifty million dollars in cap space. But I, one, I don't think the offensive line could be fixed overnight, and two, I think the Steelers are going to solve their quarterback issue. And I think, and I think, uh, I I think the only reason why the Bengals um, made it to the playoffs was because the Ravens riddle riddled major. Uh, I honestly believe that. And they blew out the Bengals twice. And I don't know what's up with the D.C. for the Ravens. It's like he just – all he wants to do is blitz. And Joe Burrow's been excellent against the blitz, so that's why they got blown out both games. Um, so maybe he, if he changes up that defensive philosophy, they'll be better. But, um, but uh, yeah, I – I honestly that i truly believe that that's the only reason why they ended up made, making the playoffs is because the, the ravens were so real with injury and you don't really have that two years in a row where one team is just beat down an in injury you saw what san francisco did the year after they were beat down with injury they made the playoffs and you know was very close to making the NFC championship um and in all honesty whoever or not NFC championship, they made the NFC championship and lost. Like, whoever would have won the NFC, I think both teams would have beat the Bengals. So, the, the whether it was the 49ers or the Rams. So, um, now I don't think the 49ers would have beat the Chiefs, but I do believe that they would have beat the, um, they would have beat the Bengals pretty easily as well. Um, oh, my, my bad, there was something else I wanted to talk about before I moved on to this last topic on the Super Bowl. I've been seeing a lot of people talk about old Odell Beckham Jr. crying on the sidelines. Like that's a bad thing. Um, what is how do you feel about what Odell Beckham Jr. just what just happened for him?
1: I mean, what's it called? Years of <coughs> years of hard work. Something that he's been working hard to get to. It's like I don't see. It's like if they get a if um. It's like it's hypocritical for me because it's it's obj. Hate because I know somebody. I think I don't know if you shared it or whatnot, but um. Somebody had said something about him crying and they said no, they didn't think Charles Woodson, Charles Woodson wouldn't have cried when he did after the Packers won. I mean like,
0: there there was dozens like, of NFL players crying when, like, win, lose, or draw.
1: No Sean Moreno was crying during the national anthem. With that with that CGI tear that came out of his eye he's like he was crying during the national anthem it was like this is it's like this is not just a game to know this isn't just entertainment to them this is the livelihood this is what they work hard to get to and mm-hmm. when it's 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 the thing that i said you can't talk championships to uh to somebody who hasn't made the playoffs Mm-hmm. There's folks that just don't know what it feels like to be in that position and know that all the hard work that you put put in throughout the years has finally paid off.
0: Well there's Even a lot they... of people who don't know what it's like for their dreams to come true.
1: <clears> That's just really what it is. Yeah, it's like like it's it's an NFL player's dream to make it yeah, to win a championship, be in the Super Bowl, hoist that trophy, be um, make it to the Hall of Fame, like be recognized within a elite group of people. It's like, and it'd be the folks, it'd be the folks who can't get a raise at McDonald's that would be the ones that be hating on the folks that finally get their uh, that um, achieve what it is that they want to achieve. It's like, yo. It's like he could have been bawling. It's not falling out of his freaking nose. I know, I know. Those are tears of joy. You finally got to the stage that he'd been working so hard to attain, and he got it. Yeah. He got. He earned. He got exactly. Forget that he didn't finish the game, because if somebody, because when the dude said something about Charles Woodson, wouldn't have cried. Charles Woodson did not finish the Super Bowl game either. Did he not earn his ring? If that's what you think,
0: well, I don't think that that's what that narrative was saying. I just think, I just think they were trying to make fun of him crying for whatever reason. But um, you know, I mean, it's, it's,
1: it's, yeah,
0: I, I, cry, right? I don't get it. I don't get it. But I mean, I'm happy for OBJ. He's been one of my favorite receivers for a long time. I love OBJ. I never thought he was the problem in New York. I never thought he was a problem in 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 uh Cleveland and it's clear. And actually, honestly, I think the game would have been a blowout if he didn't get hurt. Cause I had predicted I you remember I said I don't think the game's gonna be close. And it was looking like that. <laughs> 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 they had scored two touchdowns like fast, quick, fast, and in a hurry. So he was on his way to win the Super Bowl MVP, in looked like. So, um, which oh my god, I think I would have cried if he would have won Super Bowl like if he would have been able to finish the game and you know go from everybody saying it's his fault, it's his fault, it's his fault for 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 Baker Mayfield's issues, which I've never been on that on that bandwagon. For him to win, go from that to win the Super Bowl MVP, that would have been. I think I would have cried for him. But um, I'm happy for him. But the last topic I wanted to talk about: the halftime show. I enjoyed the halftime show. Probably, you know me. I've never really been a big halftime show guy. I don't care for live music, but um, that was an excellent show. And but I, I was thrown off by Fifty Cent one because when they showed the lineup, they didn't show him.
1: They didn't mention
0: him. And two, that dude's picked up
1: about forty five pounds. Yeah, somebody, somebody said Fifty Cent looked like a dollar fifty on that
0: <laughs> Yeah, I remember that one year. I remember the one year where uh, the All-Star game Buster Rhymes is um I think it was Buster Rhymes Usher I forget I know Buster Rhymes was was performing and I hadn't seen Buster Rhymes in, in like out in like a long time and it was when he had a whole bunch of weight and I was like damn man Buster Rhymes was like Buster Scale like that dude was huge and I I seen that he lost he lost most of the weight or whatever but um I'm happy for him with that but I was fifty. Now Fifty Cent don't look like like Buster Rhymes had like the beer belly look and everything like that. Fifty Cent looked like he's still um, he he's carried it well, but you can tell that he from the get rich or die trying days he's picked up a lot of weight.
1: Yeah, it is like I like lo- I like the show. Um, <laughs> there were some defiance there too. Uh, supposedly, um, Snoop wanted to wear. Um, his crypt flag in his pocket, the NFL said no, so he basically had a whole blue bandana outfit on.
0: Yeah,
1: um, they didn't want, yeah, um, the NFL didn't want, um, Dr. Dre to say any, yeah, to like, have, um, say anything negative about the police. Now, I think not only did he say something negative about the police and what in his performance, what did he, he say? I don't know. I don't know. It yeah, I say,
0: that he, uh, all he did was perform the songs.
1: And um, I don't know what songs he performed where the police were even mentioned, but I think he said the N word in his stuff too. <laughs> they tried to censor him. And what's it called? Eminem asked if he can kneel during his performance, and the NFL said no, and he did it anyway. So it was like. Like, you ain't going to be telling folks. Well, I remember.
0: I uh, remember. Well, the Duchess was saying to me this morning that she she heard that they told Snoop he couldn't wear the bandana and he couldn't crip walk. And I was like, Do people really still associate the crip walk with? gang activity anymore. Like I, I feel like I feel like that's been so long ago that people were like, yo, you can't crip walk around, you know what I'm saying? But he did do a little nice little crip walk and he threw the Cs up a couple times during the show as well. So I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty pretty sure that he's probably never gonna perform at another halftime show. Not saying like that that's like a con I'm trying yeah. to think, is, that, is there is there I think I wanna say Bruno Mars might have been did the halftime show more than, war- more than once? Like not, not like him being the feature, but I know there's been, I know there's been a couple people who's done it. It's very rare, but you you get a couple people who's done it more than once. I had to look that up. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was an excellent show. I was I was hoping for the whole seventy uh, some, eighty some thousand people in the stadium though and she just started doing that those weird dances that she was
1: doing nah she ain't need to do she don't need to do that she probably got rheumatoid arthritis in those knees she don't need to be doing that <clears throat> now um <clears throat> let me see oh speaking of uh um, Speaking of which You know your boy um, Andrew Schultz
0: Yeah
1: (coughs) He was talking to um, This dude DJ Academics About Eminem And He says He thinks He thinks that Eminem Thinks he's popular (coughs) With folks Because of his Because of his Lyrical ability But when he came out he was more so his popularity came from him being um, anti anti (coughs) anti-establishment because it was like around that time with the uh, angsty teens and everything it was oh I hate my mom I'll kill you I hate I hate that. That's how teens were back in the day. It's like he when he would go out when he would beef and diss in sync the Backstreet Boys, Christina Aguilera, and you know? them. That was that was going against the established order where everywhere they were always putting up. um They were always putting um, boy bands and pop icons on TV. And when people didn't like it, he said something about it. So it was like he wasn't really popular. Be- so he wasn't popular because of his lyrical ability, he was popular because he spoke to a certain audience. When it came to I'm against and all the stuff that they try to feed you to listen to every day. And he and it's like he just doesn't seem to understand when he starts putting out these albums now that are more so of him testing his lyrics out, nobody really wants to listen.
0: I've never been. I'm sorry. I just typed in. I just Wikipedia gave me a, a link saying "list of Super Bowl halftime shows." There is no list of any Super Bowl halftime show. I, I don't. I don't understand why. So it looks like I'm not going to find out who's performing at the most halftime shows. Um, <laughs> is that saying best, which is subjective, but. Um, yeah, y'all know how I feel about Eminem, man. I think I think he's I think he's a good rapper. I think he rode a wave that um, that uh, Caucasian people love. but um, I've never really been an Eminem guy. Um, I think I think I think Lose Yourself, like that song that he did, was probably the only, that song, Nailing the Coffin. I think those are the only songs I really enjoy from the Eminem. M- and and then, but the, I you know, Dale and Coffee you'll probably see see me listen to a lot because I I liked how he ripped them, but um ripped Benzino, But Lose Yourself, I don't even think it's on my phone. Like as a song I listen to, so yeah, I'm not an Eminem guy. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's uh. That's pretty much all I had for the Super Bowl. Um, was there anything you wanted to add? Um, or anything you want to say about the Super Bowl? Gotcha. All right. The last thing I kind of wanted to talk about, we have mentioned him earlier, was Colin Murray. Um, he uh we talked about him on the live stream, but it seems like he's been a little bit more public on why he uh or he said something about like he's not with the nonsense. When it came to the cardinals i didn't know exactly what that interpreted to mean um but uh i think he's i don't think he's good enough to be a diva and bart scott had said something that i heard it on the radio he said if the if your team gives you everything and you can't win that's on you and i'm trying to find out now i don't know what the what the Cardinals' offensive line is rated, but um, they—I guess—they can bolster the running game. This—they should be able to. I'm not—I think that's probably the weakest part of their what's it called their 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 offense. Um, Hopkins getting hurt probably had a lot to do. Actually, Hopkins getting hurt had a lot to do with Kyler Murray's lack of success in the second part of the season. The statistics showed it, like it was a drastic drop off. Um, so, what you got, you can you can make the argument. I know we were talking about best wide receiver. You can make the argument because of how their quarter, like if your quarterback falls off without you, you can make an argument that that DeAndre Hopkins is still a better wide receiver than than Devonte Adams because when when Aaron Rodgers didn't have, then he didn't miss a beat. <laughs> and he don't even trust his squad receivers, <laughs> and he didn't miss a beat. So, um, but I'm off that. But you, you have the, um, you have him like they gave him everything, and he had a good defense. Um, and injuries kind of hurt them towards the end of uh, end of the season. But what did the Cardinals? What did the Cardinals do that made him so mad that he felt like he's dealing with nonsense? and that he needed to unfollow the team.
1: Um, supposedly, it's rumor going around that after they had lost their playoff game, that the okay. organization has been um, putting the blame on Kyler Murray for them not being able to win uh, their playoff game Or,
0: it. I mean, but they're not wrong though, in the grand scheme of it, because unfortunately, like injuries happen. And I think that Colin Murray is better than Baker Mayfield, but I don't think he's much better than Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's mediocre. What's mediocre? I guess like middle of the road, so average. So I think he's above average. People try to put him in like this elite status because of his athleticism, um, but I would take I would take I would take a lot of quarterbacks over Colin Murray. I would take prop. I would say Kyler Murray probably is in the top twelve. Not so you can win a Super Bowl with him, but um, but yeah, I I've, I honestly he might even be lower than that. I I'll have to think about it. I think before the season starts, I'm gonna put up put out some lists on who the top thirty two players are at each position on our Facebook group, and then we can probably have that debate. Um but because because I would actually like to sit down and really study it and see how it goes you know of course there'll be opinions based on data but um but I I would say right now off the top of my head Colin Murray is probably the 11th or 12th best quarterback in football so um you can win a super bowl with him but everything has to be right
1: I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Win a playoff game first before I think that you can win a
0: Super Bowl. Well, you know, again, it's one of those things where if everything falls in the right place, like it did for the Bengals, and you can get to the game, it just depends on who the matchup is. So, I think that if you're a top twelve quarterback, not saying that you're going to win a Super Bowl, but you do have the ability. If things go the right way for you, you can win one. Um. Uh okay, I mean that's that's pretty much all I got man for the for this episode man. Uh shoot. Any parting shots?
1: Yeah, um Sierra Mhm. Russell Mhm. Stop running away from future.
0: Yeah, it's embarrassing.
1: For everybody enjoy your life. There Ain't no reason for you to jet out of an event because of one person. There ain't no reason.
0: First, of all, if he if he's as if he's as um, irrelevant as they try to make him, they wouldn't make a big deal out of him being the same. But it could just be that, um, what's his name, Russell Wilson is just easier for him to not be around him because it could get confrontational and he has, he has a bunch of money he could lose out on if it gets like that. So, cause I, I don't know who makes more money between him and Future. I'm assuming it's Russell Wilson because he's an NFL quarterback and I don't really know Future's financial situation, but, um. But yeah, I think, you know what? Russell to make $37 million a year. I don't know too many people in music making that kind of money. And so, but I know he does producing and stuff like that. So maybe he does, but I really don't know. Um, But yeah, you're right. My parting shot is my playoff record for the Super Bowl, for the playoffs when it comes to gambling was unbelievable. I think I went on games like 15 and three or something like that, or 12 and four or something like that. The only games I lost were the two games I bet against the Bengals. And um, the game that I bet against the Rams. So yeah, three games. So I'm gonna miss you football season. You made me so much money. And I will be no, making money if I see I'm not. I'm not. It's all NBA from here. And then once the NBA is done, I don't know what I'm gonna do because I don't watch the other sports enough to <laughs> to really bet on them. Boxing after that, I guess.
1: Do do baseball and just bet Fernando Tatis.
0: You no, know, to Fernando Tatis' he'll walk off home run every week. Nah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, but we appreciate everybody who supported us over the last year. This is, uh, like I said, the, technically the one-year anniversary. It's a little later, but uh, one-year anniversary. Our first episode was, our, was about the Super Bowl. This episode is about the Super Bowl. Had a great Super Bowl. Both games were great in the last two years. Look forward to watching many, many Super Bowls, which look forward to previewing and reviewing a lot of Super Bowls with all our listeners and all our fans. Hit us up on Aster Media um, Hit us up on Aster.media on Instagram. Hit us on BTWN Bros Podcast on Twitter. Hit us up on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Every Wednesday we're out. Every Wednesday we drop an episode. And also hit us up on TikTok, the Between Brothers Podcast. This has been the Between Brothers Podcast for my brother the chancellor of charisma zero thomas for myself the duke of debonairness lando thomas and for our missing host because he has some things to take care of king sean Gotti. this is between brothers podcast we'll see you next week